You come at the king, you best not miss. You're now locked in the zone, zone 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. Free agency is officially underway and the crew is here for you. My name is Jake, his name is Drew, his name is Will, his name is Grant. I think we have time to say what's up to the people, but I'm still not going to do that. So let's get the fuck into it. The Ravens have made two moves so far. They have re-signed running back Justice Hill to a two-year deal worth a max of $4.5 million. But that's not it. There's another move they made too. They re-signed Lamar Jackson's cousin to a one-year deal. Yes, they re-signed his cousin to a one-year deal. So far, they, they applied the non-exclusive tag Within the first five hours of free agency, we haven't heard any teams currently fighting to bring him in for a visit or offer him a deal or anything of the sort. So, Drew, I'm going to start with you. What's the end game with this? Um, will Lamar be on the team this year or will some fuck like Jim Ursay or Dan Snyder come out of left field and offer buku bucks? Well, so as of right now, it's 9.32 on March 15th. So free agency, the new league year has been open for five hours and 32 minutes, and the Ravens have made absolutely zero moves um, other than re-signing Justice Hill for way too much money and, you know, re-signing Lamar's cousin. So I just don't know if I could ever be a fan of a team that's, uh, you know, has EDC as GM and has John Harbaugh as coach. Um, I think I I'm probably saw supposed that to tweet today. Um, and I think I'm it's supposed to throw in some like references to like 2019 and that we lost in the playoffs then. And oh yeah, we don't have any wide receivers. And you know, fucking, I, I don't know. Like there's still starving people in the world, and the pandemic happened. And how could EDC let this all happen? Our fan base is a fucking joke. If we're being honest, if I'm well, looking at all this shit, on I Twitter. have I have some advice for for EDC. Okay. This is some sage wisdom. I saw it on Twitter today, and I might get it tattooed on my um, right over my heart, just so it's always there. I see it every morning when I wake up. It goes well something like this: Silence your critics, ignore your haters, delete your cynics. Preach, 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 preach. Uh, You should get in front of a group of kids and read that to them. That'll be real motivational. I I will do that, but you got to pay me. You got, you got, go to my my website. Book me. I will show up. I will read that quote to kids for for a fee. Okay. So what you're saying is you're a con artist. You like to lie and shit for a living. You know that makes sense. Just in yeah. every in every aspect of life, really. You know, um, you know, just. I mean, uh, who am I to be saying this over the computer? It's like real tough to be talking this kind of shit to you over the computer. But when I see you in person, we'll have to, uh, you know, Twitter warrior stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, you know where to find me. Casey's General Store, Broadway, Iowa City. I'm there every day. Breakfast, get a breakfast pizza, and I'll be there. You meet me, Iowa. Right. Real estate market is hot. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, but the Mar- yeah go ahead. Is the Iowa Barnstormers are they still an arena football league team? I don't I know, no but I, I did hear I did hear uh, rumors of a, a new uh, expansion NFL franchise, the uh, the the Des Moines Val Breakers. <laughs> Oh, fucking hey, well, shit. <laughs> that was fucking uh, <sighs> All right, so anyway, get back back on topic here now that we've uh, we've derailed about, you know, two minutes in. <laughs> I just, I don't understand why our fan base is so fucking stupid. It drives me up a goddamn wall. 
like reading all this shit again at you know so free agency the the new the new league year officially starts at 401 okay you know and all morning it was why hasn't EDC done anything what is this moron doing you know legacy defining day and he doesn't do shit and blah 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 it's like what does he gain from making a pending transaction before four o'clock? It couldn't even be finalized at that point. And who is he really supposed to go get right now? I know we were talking a little bit beforehand, like it would be great if he went and got a DJ chart before maybe his price went too high, or if he was able to finish off a trade for DeAndre Hopkins or, you know, go get a Mike Evans or sign some cornerback depth, like, that would all be cool, but like, who is really out there that we needed to jump on at four hundred one on March fifteenth? Right, like that. That's not going to be. That's that's not there anymore. Who did we lose out on? I guess is my point. Yeah, yeah, we didn't lose out on anyone. And honestly, um, I didn't really see a whole lot of free agents. And now, um, Darius Slay is an exception to that, but he hasn't even officially been released yet. I don't think. Yeah, so that's has he not been released, or are the Eagles released? Did they release him and they're trying to bring him back? Because Josina had a tweet right before we got on that was not really clear to me as to what actually happened. I'm yeah, not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I, mean, I haven't seen any. He's cut. I haven't seen any official yeah. like from the Eagles or anything like that about him actually being cut. I think he is probably going to be cut, but um, I don't know why he wouldn't have been cut before the deadline because that would obviously be a cap. Uh, saving move but i don't know but um if he is a free agent then he's automatically free agent number one but going into free yes. agency there was nobody really out there that i saw as like man we better jump on this guy fast like last year we were you know almost immediately or maybe even be- before before the uh the four o'clock um you know opening of free agency that marcus williams deal was announced i think it was in the morning on on the 15th we had him on the tampering day I think the fifteenth was the tampering day last year. So okay, all right. Well, um, yeah. Quick. So I'm not. I'm not feeling like I. I, I don't understand. There, there's no. I, or there's no urgency. There, there isn't any urgency. urgency, right? Exactly. So for once, that where the criticism a lot of times is that EDC is too passive. I think he's focused on other things, and trades are one of them. Um, you know that we we had people out there at the the Odell workout. He is a free agent. I would be interested in, but again, I don't know that we want him to be our top priority. You know, if we signed him, um, we don't know what we're going to get. It, it, from from all accounts, it seems like he's recovering well. But if you go and sign Odell Beckham as your wide receiver one, he's the solution, then I think that's a little misguided considering he's coming off the injury. We need – it's got to be him and someone else. And not that we only need one wide receiver, but if we're prioritize, prioritizing wide receivers – um, trade targets are are way ahead of this free agent class, and like yeah. people were shitting themselves because uh, Jacoby Myers and Juju Smith Schuster got signed. It's like I didn't want either one of them under any circumstances. Uh, I, I, maybe if they would like, have been okay with either guy, but they're not anything special. They're, like well, you said, they're not worth. They're not worth being upset that we don't have. No, them, and I, I would only be. I would only. I would be mad if like the second free agency started, we jumped on either one of those guys, because that's not really fixing the problem. That's bringing uh, in been, guys. I would have been pretty pissed about that. Like I, yeah. that's just a forced stupid signing. Yeah. Because if they did it like that, if we had signed one of those guys right away, that would tell you that the front office believes that's like the solution to our, our issue. And it's not. Yeah. So the yeah. fact that they're being they're they are being selective um, 
you presume because they they said in no uncertain terms at the at the press conference that rebuilding the wide receiver room was a priority. So yeah. the fact that no moves have been made means they're doing their their due diligence. Um, they're probably on the phones talking trades, and trades aren't you know with free, with the with the league year starting. Trades aren't something that typically are going to unfold with big name players. Um, you know, at the same speed as as free agents get signed, because these trades are going to lead up to the draft. So even if and these the trades, trades might take up until the draft, I mean, we might not see a trade happen with DeAndre Hopkins until like the day of the draft, the morning of the draft, yeah. or even like you know after the draft's already started, just like last year with uh with Hollywood. So because yeah, the uh, only trades you've seen happen right now are the Ramsey and the Roger and the Rogers trade hasn't even really happened yet. But right. Ramsey was given the ability to handpick um, Miami as his destination. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, it wasn't like uh, – that's not a normal trade. That's a Jalen Ramsey went out and sought a trade. Right. And Miami said yes, and then they worked out the deal. So – and then you got the Waller trade too. But you're you're not getting, like, a ton of trade activity right off the bat. And I'm sure that they've been shopping Waller for a while. Yeah, well, and all like, three of those trades that you just talked about are guys mm-hmm. with big contracts. So th- those were trades that – that the teams making them are trying to move them in order to make free agent moves. Um, right. Like, yeah. There was, there was a reason for it. Yeah. So, you know, Deandre Hopkins is not a, uh, a move where they're trying to clear out his cap space. They're trying to get something back for him because they, they, only have, they have two years left and he's going to walk. They can get, decent draft capital. So for them, it's more about the return on whatever they get. So it's not like with Ramsey, they gave him away because they needed to get rid of his, his contract. But uh, with, with Hopkins, they're going to take the best deal. They're going to, they're looking obviously for a second round pick at the very least, I would think. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think the approach here with this off season, and especially, you know, with adding players or with uh, any sort of, um, you know, front office move is going to be Lamar Jackson priority. Number one, obviously that takes two sides for anything to happen there. And I think in order for really for any movement to happen, somebody's gonna have to offer him something or at least talk to him and he's gonna have to get more of a sense of his, his market. So um, I don't anticipate like I, I, at no point that I think that we were going to get some last minute Lamar deal before free agency open like that. that I always hold out hope for that because again, like in, in his tweet storm the other day, like it's, it's very clear. There are numbers that he wants. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the 175 or it has to be fully guaranteed at signing. I don't know if the 200 million needs to be guaranteed to him earlier in the contract. I have no idea, but like clearly those numbers matter to him. And to me, if it's just this simple shifting things forward two years as to when it gets actually guaranteed by the contract language, I, there, there's always a chance the Ravens just say fuck it and do that. Well, I just you mean, I mean the timing of it. Uh, to me, it was never going to happen before free agency started because otherwise they wouldn't have used the the non-exclusive tag. Because if if Lamar's stuck on numbers, he's going to have to hear this from someone else besides us. Because at this point, we're, we've been the only voice in his ear that's that's telling him what his market is. Uh, you know, presumably at least legally. So um, no matter what, well, he I'm sure the heard, NFLPA is in his ear. I'm yeah, sure but, that yeah, but, dumbass right. Lamar Smith is. You know. Definitely, definitely. But the only the only uh, you know the only general manager that he's heard from legally anyway is Eric DaCosta. So. Um, if there were any conversations or any whispers about other teams, the only way that that was ever going to mean anything is is when the free agent period opened and they could actually have a real conversation about it. So, you know, if it were the if it were the exclusive tag, I would have had hope or you know I don't know if hope but some optimism um, that 
maybe they were able to to come to terms before free agency started so that they could clear the cap space only again, like moves that happen around that time with, with big names, it's only happening because of, of the need for cap space. So, mm-hmm. but the, the reaction from our fan base about every fucking time somebody gets signed to some team, it's just, it, it's so exhausting <laughs> that these people, they don't even want the players who are getting signed. They just want something to happen. So like the impatience of these people, like they just want then, a bit. Yeah, okay, and then, so but I, then later they're going. But then you know, three months from now, they're going to complain like, about who Pierce we fucking signed. They're like, oh, the whole roster's mid. Yeah, no shit, yeah. because the, the, we we were signing assholes like fucking Juju Smith Schuster as our fucking wide receiver one two seconds after the the free agent period opened. So thank Eric DaCosta for not being you know trying to to get in on the 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 rush. I guess. Well, so like to go on that, you know, like I. I don't like his like how stagnant he is. I don't, I don't like his. He's too patient. He's not aggressive enough. We've talked about that. But the thing that I could argue on that sense is, yeah, you know, you don't want somebody. You don't have to sign somebody at four hundred two. But like the legal tampering period started Monday. You should already have contacted these people. Had it's like not four hundred two, but maybe like. 502. Yeah, 502 yeah. would be perfect. <laughs> 507 and it would have been a great time. <laughs> but like you have you, there's been time. I'm more or less on the sense with you guys that like I'm not saying I'm not upset that we haven't made a move for a free agent. Like I'm more upset that a trade hasn't accumulated. Like we know what we need. We know who's out there. We know what it's going to take, but we're not even like in the talks with anybody. Like, and you know, well, like, I think we are in the talks though. Whatever. I think we, we have been never, like, we're, we're never like reported as being involved in things, but then he's, I know, Eric it, I know it doesn't and matter then, you know, to us. But yeah. I honestly think that it's uh, he's just too patient, man. Like and like you have a DeAndre Hopkins, you have a Brandon Cooks, you have somebody that you can go get or at least have been setting up until now. The Lamar thing does throw a wrench in because of the difference in money that if he does sign a deal compared to what the non-exclusive is. But at the same time, once again, you know what you need. There's room there. We talked about a little bit earlier that, like, just go ahead and make the room. Like, not saying all the room, but make some room. Give yourself some flexibility so that you know what exactly you're working with because we don't know what the market's going to set at. Like, like in in a sense, I get what you all were saying earlier as, like, don't do it till you need it in a sense, like don't rush or push anything if you don't need to. But at the same time, you do know what you need and you have the flexibility to be able to go ahead and open that up just a little bit because you don't know if this receiver is going to get, you know, 10 million a year. You don't know if he's going to get 13. We know the market's kind of set right now at 11. So now you know what you're kind of working with. So you got DJ Sharks, your Darius Slayton's, um, you know, who else is out there free agent wise? Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. Um, it's not much right now, but I'm on – I know how bad we need a receiver, but I keep looking at Marcus Peters might not be back. The whole news was Slay. Like, I'm all in on Slay right now. Like, like you peer him with yeah. you know, Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams, um, Marlon, Marlon Humphrey. You got Roquan in the middle. Queen's coming back with some speed, sideline, sideline. Like, you're talking about a defense full of just this – flexibility man you run so many different fronts mass shit like one-on-one you know well grant so what i would say to what you're saying i mean i i understand what you what you're saying just clear the space but i there's no way i i'm guessing that edc's had these conversations with the guys who represent a, a big chunk of the restructuring so it would be ronnie stanley marlon humphrey um, Mark, Andrews. Mark Mark Andrews and Roquan yeah. Smith. Those four guys, you can clear twenty six million 
just on simple restructures, no void years, nothing. And if you want to get creative, you can get up to 40 or so. So I, can they I, do Roquan though, since they just yeah, did his deal? They can. Yeah. You know, like time frame. They can. It, it, I think it, you only get like three or 4 million out of it, but you can do it. So I'm, what I'm saying is EDC has already had those conversations with those guys and has said, you know, if we can do, if we can make a move, are you guys willing to, to do this restructure? And it's basically like it's signed and all it's got to be is submitted to the league. So it's like, it's basically like if they have a, if they have a conversation with a wide receiver, they don't need to have the cap space cleared before they talk to the wide receiver. They just need to submit the restructure paperwork with the new contract. So everything's got to go in together. So the cap remains compliant. So So I'm guessing all those things are ready to go. It's like if it needs to be done, it will be done. But you don't like want a to re- agreement. Yeah, you don't want to restructure those contracts if you don't have to. So like he has them ready. He can pull the trigger anytime he needs to. Anytime something materializes, including a trade. But if the trade if, or if a transaction isn't ready to go, there's no reason to change those contracts because they do change the cap in future years. So there's no reason to fuck. Yeah, with but if you're not going to, if you're not going to spend the money, then it rolls over to next year's cap anyway. So like to. I, Grant, Grant is the kid who asks his mom for 20 bucks and then goes up and gets whatever he wants and just takes the change back to her. And EDC is the guy who goes up, asks how much something costs, asks his mother for that exact amount of money, and goes up and pays for it. Like, it's two different approaches to it. At the end of the day, like, that washes out at the end. If we restructure, well, we know we're not. We're, we know we're going to get close to that cap number anyway. Though we always end up there because of yeah. injuries. Because we don't know yet how many how many draft picks we're going to have. If we start trading people, like say we there's a Devin Duvernay trade and we we get another two I think picks out of it or something like that, right? So yeah. like that's another guy where we can get four million back. So and you know, you? I think like a four and a six or something like that. I was going to uh, say a five. So. Yeah. And, and my in other thing too is like where where I'm more adamant about the free agency side now. Like we've already tried the draft route. We've done all that stuff. This year, there's maybe three receivers that I would be okay with at 22. And you're talking JSN if he makes it there, Zay, of course, and maybe Addison. But outside of that, I mean, I love Josh. Johnson. I think he's a second round guy. But like not Quentin Johnson. I'm so out on him. Like he's such a second what? rounder. What? I just think I think he's just one of those big 12 big receivers, but he's not going to be – he reminds me of Kevin White. I keep comparing him to Kevin White. He Like, I know Kevin, Kevin White was good on injuries, but at the same time, like, I, I just – I don't know. When I watch him, I, there's just something that I don't think that's going to translate. And You can't teach guys to be tall and fast. That's the one thing that they yeah, keep coming back to. I mean, how many times does that actually work out? Everybody drafts guys – we got the Jaleel Scotts of the world, you know, like that, you know, you got to convert Darren Waller to a tight end. Like he's going to be Darius know, Hayward Bay. He just was really, I mean, he ran that 40 time and he jumped up like two rounds. I mean, um, he was, a, he was an Olympic class sprinter. sprinter. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like you don't know who's going to be there. So it's just too much of a risk at this point. We know what we need to fix and wide receiver is a huge part of that. I think the draft now is too much of a risk. You need to get that guy. They'll get that, get that guy. I have full confidence we will get that guy. We will make a trade before the draft. Even if it is on draft day, we have our targets. I guarantee you that that aside from Lamar Jackson getting extended, um, the the main focus is getting a wide receiver one because it it's not doing Bateman any good trotting him out there in that role when he'd be no. better suited to be the, the second guy. He, so he what reminds wide receiver... me a lot of Michael Gallup in Dallas. 
Like he's a strong two. He's like a one B. Yeah. Right. Right. But exactly. Like, but he would benefit so much from a Mike Evans or a DeAndre Hopkins being oh, on the big field. Big time. DeAndre Hopkins, the reason I'm so big on DeAndre Hopkins is because him and Bateman and Andrews, like the three of them between the two receivers and the tight end set, like they complement each other so well. Like and they're and they're versatile enough throughout the positions and the sides of the field and alignments and all that that like they they do they complement each other very well. They have different strengths, um, different weaknesses. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, the Justice Hill thing. You said we overpaid him, and I. I don't know that we've seen actual details except for the just like the the total. Two it was like five million. Well, it's two years, four and a half, could be up to five, but that we haven't seen if it's how it's broken down with signing bonuses or roster bonuses. If there's no so if he got so it's four and a half million, say he got um a, a minimum salary this year and the signing bonus is the remainder, mm-hmm. and then the second year there is no the only thing guaranteed there's no guarantee, it's just salary. That means it's a one-year deal with a small carryover from the signing bonus, maybe a $2 million signing bonus. And um, so we're talking about less than $2 million bucks. So I think it's a pay cut. It's definitely a pay cut for him. It's it's probably in line with what we would be paying for a third running back, no matter where we get it from, unless it's like a fucking undrafted rookie. And we know for a fact that we, we don't typically put rookie running backs on the field. So, well, well like, so are you, are you sit- I'm kind of with Drew on this because like, you know, he's, he's got a special teams ability to him. I get that. Like he's a third down back. I get that, whatever, but two and a half million AAV is not like, that's not something that you just go ahead and give somebody when you're tight on the cap anyways. And you're trying but to AAV is misleading here. Like I said, because we haven't seen the numbers, how it breaks down. So the fact that it says, Four and a half million, up to five. All that bullshit. The uh, I, but you can get let's, a mid round. Let's let's reserve so judgment. Let's reserve what? judgment on that until we see how it breaks down. Because I, I would bet- like to uh, rephrase my take. It's not overpay. It's that we paid for something that I don't think we needed. Yeah. Okay. So and, and well, you can get a mid round back for what? Like what? Six twenty maybe. Yeah, I think it's AAV, like. Well, uh, but but uh, no, but the first year they get it. They get a signing bonus. So. No. Yeah, but it's still like it's the minimum against the cap. But yeah, fourth round picks getting like seven hundred million against the cap or something like that. And you not can a, find like I mean th- this or seven hundred thousand. That's pretty million, deep with running backs like mid round running backs. I, I just, I'm not. I, I'm I mean, sure I there was a cost issue. analysis done here. I'm sure there's a cost yeah. analysis done, and it's going to be around the same amount we would have paid for that role no matter what. And we lean on all our running backs. So. Like, like, you know, fair enough. We can get a running back mid round running back, but are we going to trust? Like we've had mid round running backs, mid and late round running backs that we've drafted and they end up on the practice squad all year long. And when they are forced into actually playing, they don't understand. And, and this could change because we don't have Greg Roman and his fucking wild ass, uh, running scheme anymore. But like, um, God, I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, Williams. What was his first name two years ago? Yeah. Tyson Williams. He, um, he, to understand I mean, the playbook, He's right? Moron. Exactly, and 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 Beatty this year. So like everybody's talking about, oh, he went and immediately played for Denver. If only way he played, he played for Denver in one game or two six games. Of their running backs, but yeah, exactly, right. And it's like he, he scored a touchdown. Game, Great, he had a he had a game. Great, he's a fucking <laughs> NFL player. Of course he did. But like all they did was just. That's not the same as his, if you're going to actually play a role 
in the and especially with Roman in that Ravens offense, he didn't understand. He probably didn't have a full grasp of it. And how is he going to yeah. overcome? He's he's going to play ahead of Kenyon Drake? No, definitely not. So, and and to be fair, also, I was I thought Justice Hill was going to get cut last year. I had my cut list from last year. He was on it. He played well this year. He showed a lot. This, I thought he played so yeah, much better. I don't better really have an issue with him as the player. I don't really have an issue with bringing him back. I was being half, uh, you know, over dramatic like our fans. But um, damn duct tape. I just, I, yeah, <laughs> goddamn fucking roll of duct tape, Phil. Um, I just, I don't think that, I don't think it was a, a necessary expenditure. I also don't really care that they spent the money on it. Like I was just, you know, it's, it's it's a uh, it's not needed, and there was other yeah. shit that I would rather go do. But it's again, too it's not narrow. Like the yeah, it, it, the reaction was another example. Same, it's the oh, exact same yeah. thing as people reacting to fucking Juju getting signed. Like it doesn't mean anything. And the people, the fact that people were getting all fucking bent out of shape about how much it costs is like, okay, we can create like we just talked about forty million dollars if we want it, if we need it right now. So like, let's not sweat Justice Hill's little teeny tiny contract. Now we have our running back group is set. So forget about it. So, and, and uh, Spencer made a good point. Now we don't need to use a pick on a running back. So oh God, his mentions are a fucking war zone, by the way. I'm staying the fuck out of those. Yeah. Yeah. But God, he's he, got made, the fucking he made a perfectly good point. It's more like, it's probably more of a one year deal. Like we're not going to, I highly doubt justice Hill's going to be on this team. I bet we can cut him next year with either uh minimal or no, uh, dead cap whatsoever from yeah. it. So we are comfortable going into the season now with three guys who've been in this uh, offense for a while. Granted, it's a different offense, but they're, you they're know, they're team guys. Right. It's true. But we have three guys who've been in the locker room now for several years. So the continuity we have in that group, that's good. I, I just, I, it's another, it's like one of those things like, okay, we're just finding reasons to get mad. So. Maybe you want to use the sticky side of the tape, Drew. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you fucking bully me online for using the fucking vertical thing. No, never have any problems. I'm like, oh, I'll go horizontal so Will starts being an asshole. No, <laughs> fucking falls over every five seconds. Dickhead. Just no, totally your I mean, so I, I can see where you're coming from with that, like the continuity thing. But, you know, I, I don't know. I just – in the Trayvon Mullen thing, I mean, I was just being stupid about that. But, I mean, everybody, like, with a brain knew that that was going to happen because we claimed all favors after the season. Why are you claiming them after the season if you're not going to have plans to, right. you know, sign them to some sort of deal or well, whatever? Well, we need quarterback also, depth. So. Yeah, and he's, Lamar, and he's Lamar's cousin. Well, and again, he's nepotism. a guy who was – Yeah, nepotism. Yeah. He was picked 40th overall. So, I mean, he's got skills. I mean, you know. He, yeah, he's, but he was picked 40th by Mayock, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so naturally, he was an 80. So it's a really like a 70, 80 pick. Whatever. Still, he's still a. Uh, he's solid. You know, you know, better than Jalen Armour Davis. So. Right. Exactly. You know, I'm not going to. Uh, he's probably better than fucking uh, Chris Westry. CB3. Yeah. CB3. So we've. Uh, th- these are these are positions, running back and cornerback, where we have seen what happens when you don't have enough depth and you got to rely on fucking um, guys off the street, like Tremont Williams a couple of years ago, who we signed 38 years old, who had been fucking retired. Robert yeah, Jackson. Was ugly. Yeah. Robert Jackson. Daryl Worley's back too. People forget. That's true. He, I, got, I, got he, him, he I got him a contract. He yeah, flashed. I got him a contract. Yeah. But again, like, so the back end of the cornerback group is, is pretty good. I'd say not good in terms of like, Oh Yeah we have these great players at the back end. It's just, we don't need to, to go overboard drafting two or three cornerbacks because we were depleted there. We need to draft a second starter 
And, you know, I think maybe Brandon Stevens slots in. I, I, I didn't mean to say slots in, but he, he maybe he's the slot corner now. Or maybe he's a, he plays outside and, and Marlon slides in. I don't know. year from me. So, Is it him know, or think, Darius Washington? Because that's, that's I the like guy that Dar- I I like our Darius out, Washington yeah. a lot. Yeah, but so the I, more that I we talk they're... about it, the group sounds like it, it's going to be pretty good. There's no way yeah. our second cornerback is going to be some, like, retread shitty player. It's either going to be, be a big play Slay. It's either going to be, be somebody like Slay or we re-sign Peters or we draft a guy in the first round. You know, like – I don't. I'm not totally really opposed nice. to that. Depending on how we, depending on how we approach wide receiver before we get to the draft. So and and between now and then, who knows what we do with, uh, you know, creating more picks with with guys we might trade. Maybe we, we should trade Marlon for being a fucking asshole on the internet. Trade Pat Ricard to uh, like trade hey, Pat Ricard to, to San Francisco or something. Marlon <laughs> is a plus on Twitter. That dude cracks me the fuck up, man. That guy is like an elite Twitter. No, he's an asshole. Did you not he's see his latest? Funny. Uh... <laughs> the funniest thing that he's done is pretend that someone else was tweeting for him. Oh, oh my God. Or, but today was funny as shit when he said Lamar wouldn't tell him because he knew he'd tweet it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But and after that, when he, he said, oh, yeah, a social. Yeah. He said, I had a, a social media manager. Full fucking shit. There's no way that anybody can replicate the way he tweets. No one. <laughs> And he makes fun of like the builders of his house all the time. Yeah, yeah. That he, he's he is good at Twitter for sure. He also had a great exchange with um with Lacey earlier this week. So um, <laughs> oh yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah. not on black. It's just like I just don't want to see him on my timeline. I was like, <laughs> but just the like the it's the blunt way that he words things like that. Where I'm like, all right, like you're just not a you're not built to be a professional athlete. Like yeah. you're just. He said, You're too like, I he didn't do anything. I just don't want to see him on my timeline. <laughs> yeah. I hope he's a lifer. I love Marla. Oh, I, I hate him 10% of the time, but it's just like, you know, when it's good, it's good. When I hate him, I, you know, I want to punch him in the fucking face like today. But. Well, don't ask Tom what he thinks about him because Tom, Tom uh, will tell you he's the worst cornerback in football. Again, there is a commonality here SEC yep. and defensive player. Tom hates him. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, so uh, Patrick Queen has been one of these guys. Like, do, when's the the deadline to pick up his option, or did that already pass? Yeah, it's in it's in May at some point. Yeah. Okay. It's so, a, it's after the draft. So, um, I guess people were thinking like he was somehow going to get traded before free agency opened. There's just no reason to. Um, uh, his his cap hits really low this year, but I think he is still like uh, you know depending on the team, the needs that they have, he's still I think a desirable trade target and you know he could create if arizona says hey instead of giving us 22 overall you give us patrick queen in your fifth round pick like you just you say yes to that you know what i mean Absolutely. like that that's of course that's going to be the situation where you move patrick queen is where you know a team approaches you and says hey we'd rather have patrick queen than a pick if it's and, not a scenario like that or a second rounder or higher, I'd say no. Because he yeah, did exactly. come one last year next to Roquan. So he is becoming an asset and he's getting a little bit more confidence. But if there's someone offers you a second or a part of a deal for like a DeAndre Hopkins, you got to say yes. Yeah. 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 He, he's a guy that you're not actively shopping. But if somebody comes to you with a, you know, an offer you can't refuse, then you just you have to take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm certainly not of uh, like – of the uh, opinion that we have to get rid of uh, Patrick Queen. I thought he played really well last year, yeah. uh, especially. After I, I like Rogue him Mancho. too. I know that people don't, I know that people don't like him, but I, I, there is some, uh, 
he's a little a little too emotional sometimes but he he's kind of got that you know that fire it's anger which i like you know it, yep. it's it's misplaced rage and if somebody can focus that on the football field like it's he, it's always yeah. good he made po- a lot of of big plays for the the second half not even the second half the second you know i guess two-thirds of the season he was pretty consistently good i'd say not even like he's okay he i think basically every game he maybe he had a, a few moments where he you know relapsed to old and it's old and it's like when he makes mistakes it's like he's relying too much on his athleticism no it's it's uh, it's not even it's that he over pursues everything that's athletic. That's like he's yeah, he's, so like, he's not he, using his his intelligence. He's just he's yeah. going. Most of his yeah, most of his like mistakes are mental mistakes, or he's yeah. in like the wrong he's wrong positioning, or like a bad angle, or something. Yeah. That, that's like, why I think there's hope not a lack of athleticism, and that's why he makes those like splash plays, and like he he's a great blitzer, and right. like you know he's got great speed. I think about I, putting him on the edge too. Why not? I mean, honestly, he. I mean, he would be good coming off the edge. Like if you take him and Bowser and kind of rotate them off the edge. Yeah. Like well, that, and, that kind of gives you. Yeah. Let's, yeah. and maybe, well, you know, I think, um, queen and Oway kind of are cut from the same cloth in terms of like no, their, well, no. I'm saying, no, I'm saying their potential is so rooted in their, their athletic ability. And what we were just talking about, a lot of the mistakes that queen makes are because he's relying too much on athleticism and not, <laughs> using his brain enough and Owe has obviously a lot of the physical tools they just he he overruns plays doesn't wrap up takes bad angles all the same exact shit that you just said about Patrick Queen uh Grant so what has Owe done since the Chiefs game in 2020 he had a few a few plays this year a few plays not a few games I'm saying he had moments where he looked good so all I'm saying is now he's always there but not there yeah so Let's see what happens when we get a full season with him and Ojabo and whoever else is part of that that pass rush because you know we we at the moment we don't have Clayus Campbell on the team. I feel like he's probably going to be back uh, on some sort of a, a, a you know. A, well, you said the same thing last year, and then he was really good this year. So I mean, yeah, but then he sent that fucking text message of somebody's going to get a beast. Fuck off. You're 83 years old. Go go be tall and fucking loud. And do Whether or not well. he's back, it doesn't really it, it doesn't matter. I'm saying I'm just talking about who's going to be part of the pass rush. We know for a fact it's going to be Ojabo. It's going to be Owe. Travis Jones, Michael Pierce. Travis Jones, Michael Pierce. Broderick Washington. Uh, uh, yeah, Broderick Washington. Broderick came on uh, big time last year too. Hopefully, Justin Houston, another guy uh, that you, you didn't so want back Dylan last year. Hayes. Does Dalen Hayes say, or I am ignoring that because I then had a lot of uh, Justin Houston defensive player of the year tweets afterwards to make up for it. So it's okay. So my thing okay. with, with the difference of the, the OA and the queen thing is I think that Owe's good. Super, yeah. And, but OA is a super freak athlete, but he doesn't, and we, everybody jokes about like, Oh man, he's got that dog in him. Like queen has like that, like killer instinct to him. Owe, I feel like is a little soft. I feel like he doesn't have Ooh. that killer instinct. And I think that's why, because he, if you watch him off the edge, I mean, he almost like hesitates a lot, and especially before contact. And Patrick Queen I, I just has don't think black he Air has Force like that energy. edge to him, pun intended. Yeah. Well, Patrick, I guess Patrick we'll, we'll Queen see. has black Air Force energy. I mean, he listens he to NBA Young Boy before games. He's, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he he may not actually be a menace to society, but he wants to be a menace to society. And I feel like always listening to like fucking Mozart and, you know, scared to tackle somebody. I'm just I'm not saying we're going to see it. I'm saying I'm hoping that 
year three, we see the the guy we took because of his upside. We start to see that upside more consistently on the field. And I think it's going to have a lot to do, just like it was with Queen, with who he's paired up with in the position group. And I think Ojabo is going to benefit him. So, you know, we thought we we thought we were going to see Ojabo on the field more than we did last year. And And we only got a game and a half out of him. Not even a game and a half. We got a game in like uh, a, a speaking quarter. of Black Air Force Energy, can we bring Hattie back yet? Yeah, why not? Like fucking let him start it. Uh, let him take um fucking place of snaps. Yeah, I'd much rather have Giada. Isn't he still with the Giants? I thought he, he thought was he only signed in one year. Yeah, I thought he signed in one year as well. Oh, I, I could two. be wrong. I thought it was two. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but um, I take him over Clayus any day of the week. I just haven't seen his name at all. Because he's kind of that guy that like everybody forgets exists, and then they're like, "Oh shit, Jihad Ward, he's good." Yeah, well, I mean, he he's a he's a wink guy, so it would surprise me if Wink let him get away and come back. And who knows if if McDonald wants him or not? I don't know. That's true. Yeah, it was a one year. It was one. Okay. Well, I mean, he he would be a guy. You know, he's not like recruit him again in great demand. So maybe he ends up with us. Maybe he doesn't. But I'll recruit him. I'll recruit him a second time. Maybe this time it'll work. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Hattie fan, dude. His energy cracks me up, and then, I mean he's got the most viral Ravens picture with the double birds in Tennessee, man. Yep. Like I mean that's a staple. I forget who he just responded. Oh, uh, Josh Jacobs was bitching about his contract or whatever, and he responded with like a video of like you'll be fine, relax. It's like yeah, you're gonna get like 14 million dollars this year. Like shut the fuck up. Yeah, he signed the he signed a uh, franchise. Yeah, tag, right? Yeah, you got a franchise. Yeah, you got, got a tag. So he's so he's getting ten million then, right? That's the the running back tag is ten. Mm, I think it's more. Uh, it might be twelve. Uh, it's it's it's, it's over ten. Pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure it's like ten point one. Uh, because be. Saquon got, got it, and, and Josh Jacobs got it, and and then the t- I, I, you know why I remember this because I was surprised Evan Ingram the tight end tag is higher than the running back tag. Yeah, because running backs are. Um... You know, useless by NFL. Yeah, standards. it's just crazy though because you know, even five years ago, I think the running back tag was probably way ahead of the tight end tag. See, we can't say running backs are useless than pay t- two and a half million for a third string special teamer. <laughs> so we should go after the secret. No, Get four running backs. Why? <laughs> we definitely don't need four. There, there uh, are pl- there are players and things that I want to happen with this team just to watch people melt down on Twitter. Yeah, they have absolutely if, yeah. no no you know meaning to the team. But if we didn't Bring find a way, Fournette. well, if we yeah, if yeah. we didn't find a way to keep Gus, um, you know, cut cut his salary and keep him, then I would have wanted someone like Fournette or Zeke, like a big body yeah. running back. But we already have it. So like like I said, the running back, the running backs. I don't even want to think about it. They're done. It's it, we're good. We're set. I think so. Zeke. I think Zeke goes to Detroit. I Definitely could. That Jamal Williams signed with uh, New Orleans. Yeah, so, yeah. So that, and and David Montgomery. Montgomery went to Detroit too. I yeah. could see them too. Man, that'd be. Well, and Swift is still trust. there, so I don't know. Yeah, if yeah you, you, you can't trust them. They could be. And is uh, Dalvin Cook going to get moved? Was in the doghouse last year. Swift could get moved. I still remember Swift got accused of a double murder in Philly, and nothing <laughs> happened with that. So. Uh, that I think that was, was just made up by Twitter. Yeah, no, it was uh, Reddit, but yeah, it was one of those like wild rumors that somebody like some you know <laughs> dickhead. My my, uh, my old roommate is a Reddit guy, and he said it's a cesspool. I've never been on. Oh that yeah, life, but oh. they remember, hate me on Reddit. Remember Ken Bone? Yes. Remember yeah. how he 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 was like famous because he was uh he asked those questions at the uh at the mm-hmm. debate and then within like twenty minutes people had dug up his Reddit history and he was like searching yeah. he was like searching for weird ass porn on there. 
Yep, he was a he was a strange guy. Yeah. He, he like, did, yeah, that was like the, you, you mean you looked at him and didn't think he was strange. Yeah, guy. you that guy with his fucking red sweater, you thought he was normal? <laughs> but the thing is, like, oh, he's so wholesome. Like 2009, nobody would care. No, like 2009, right. no, nobody would know he was a closet weirdo. Or you'd know he was a closet weirdo, but there wouldn't be proof, and now there's proof of it. And he was like the first one. He was like the first internet takedown. Like, that's when society started going downhill. Ken Bone got, you know, ruined. Yeah, it's, it's almost like... Um being a, a youth preacher and trying to dunk on someone and then your whole cheating scandal just gets fucking thrown right, right. back in your like, face. You know, you know the, you act like this big tough guy who's going to go fight people on the internet and then you learn that you don't like fighting people. Um, you like fighting people who don't fight back and, uh, you know, stepping out of your family. So, But, you know, I guess we're going to have to discuss that in person at some point is what I've been told. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll wait to see when that happens. Delete the cynics. Yeah, delete the cynics. It's... Uh, yeah. It's going to be my new motto for life. Delete the cynics. Do we want to get into the Lamar, the Lamar contract stuff and the, the fucking fuckery that has caused online? Can. God, I mean, it's fucking exhausting. The it people, is exhausting. And, and you know what the most exhausting part is to me? Lamar, either he knows what he's doing by, by, by doing this, or he has exposed himself as to why this situation has gotten to the point that it has. The, the, when he responded... 133 over three, and I don't need an agent. That tweet, it fucks so many people's brains up because people think that he's saying he was offered a three-year, $133 million contract. He was saying he was offered $133 million fully guaranteed over three years. He's not saying that's the whole contract. He's saying that's the three three, three years of the contract were fully guaranteed at $133 million. Then people are like, disrespectful, three years, Number one, if that was the offer, that's not disrespectful. That, that, that confirms that was the offer because Lamar himself has now said that that was the offer. So to spell this out for the stupid people, because the stupid people like to listen to our podcast and complain about things that we say. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson was offered a five-year, $250 million extension, potentially $260 million extension. You see some fluctuation in numbers there, whatever. On top of his one-year, $25 million, um, fifth-year option. Okay, so of the new money, it was $133 million guaranteed at signing. It was $175 million guaranteed for injury that became guaranteed on the first day of the 2024 league year. And then there was a 2026 roster bonus for $25 million. So that gets you to $200 million guaranteed over the life of the contract. You know, at some point, like you have to still be on the roster for, you know, multiple Well, miles hold on. To be clear, $200 million fully uh, – well, not fully guaranteed. $200 million guaranteed over the first four years of the five-year deal. So that means there's no guaranteed money in the fifth year. But if you are if you get to year four, you get your $25 million and you're so you get your two hundred and you're going into year five. Number one, that contract is made to be renegotiated after three years. So you're yeah. never really going to touch the fourth year. Those so that's – Right. So because that's when the cap hits start to get heavy. So the, 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 it's the function of it. And, and this may be why he was, he was pointing to three years, but the, the 133 is the, is the hard part for me because he's making it seem like the guaranteed for injury aspect of it isn't fully guaranteed, but, but, but the, the mechanism of the contract means basically within a 300 and uh, 60 day, 370 day period. So five days into the league year, 2024, the, that, that, uh, that injury guarantee becomes fully guaranteed. That means within, uh, within 
one year plus five days of you signing the deal, you have you're guaranteed that $175 million. Okay. So for all intents and purposes, $175 million was fully guaranteed because the $70 million that they would have already paid him, there's not going to cut dead. bait on that. Right. That's dead. So they're, they're not going to eat that. So just so, uh, the, the way I'm, the, I'm the a... way it's being argued, though, it's like the people eating it up and spitting it back. Like we told you, disrespect. There's no disrespect here whatsoever. The amount that was fully guaranteed at signing is the second most ever, only behind Deshaun Watson, which I still think we should. It shouldn't even be part of the conversation. Okay, so I, they already I'm, restructured I'm looking, him. I'm looking at this. Yeah, from, it's even worse now. I'm looking at this from a, a Lamar standpoint of. Lamar wants as much guaranteed signing as possible. And so you realistically have in the first year of that contract, $175 million become fully guaranteed. You know, why not just do that at signing? I have no issue with him asking for that additional $42 million at signing. I understand that it's a lot more than anybody has ever gotten at signing other than Deshaun Watson. It's also not a crazy ask from him. Like I have no problem with that. I also don't think he's really all that upset about it. You know, I feel like people put emotion and tone behind his tweets that don't exist. I also don't know Lamar Jackson personally, so maybe he is really pissed about it. I I really don't know. But like if you if you look at it, we have you and I have talked about this contract multiple times on this, this exact same offer that is now being reported as fact. We were laughed at and told that it never happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And now it's clearly been confirmed that that's what happened. My my whole thing is that like there is some middle ground here that can be reached. The Ravens and Lamar feel like they got to a point where they couldn't settle on a middle ground and that they needed a third party to come in and basically do it for them. So that's both of them acknowledging. There's no way that they put the non-exclusive tag on him on bad terms with him. You know what I mean? Like it it, it was clearly a discussion between the two sides. So you have the numbers 133, 175, and 200. If Lamar wants 175 and 225, whatever, like that's, that's something that you can let him go test the market for. I don't get the victory laps on the, yeah, the Ravens fucked up and they disrespected Lamar. I also don't get the victory laps on the Lamar is unreasonable and wants too much. Like, yeah, I, I, think I don't think he wants too him. much. I don't, I, and I don't, I don't fault him for wanting as much as he can possibly get. Now, the, the, the distinction that needs to be made is he can think that he, you know, and deserve is a tough word. Uh, personally, I don't give a fuck how much he gets paid. If he gets paid a billion dollars, great. As long as it works and the the team can continue to build and get better, I don't give a shit. It's not my money. I really don't care, and I don't fault him for wanting as much as he can get. We all want as much money as we can get from our job, but if you think you're worth X amount and the market does not bear that out, then you were wrong, and you need to reassess, and you need to find the deal that is fair for for what you are looking for. If nobody else is willing to give you a deal that matches what you think you should get, then you're probably just not correct on what you think you should get. I mean, it, the market and, is the market. It's just like if I went, if I took my car, my used car to the dealership and I was like, yeah, I want to trade this in. They're like, all right, we'll give you $12,000 for it. I was like, no, no, no. I want $40,000 for this. And they're like, well, that's not what it's worth. And I'm like, well, I think it is. Well, guess what? They're the fucking people who appraise cars. They know. So I'm. who am I to tell them? So the fact, the fact that people say it's disrespectful that we put the non-exclusive tag on him is so stupid. I think it would be more disrespectful if we put the exclusive tag on him. We were like, we get to tell you what you're worth. We're, we're holding you hostage. That's yeah, just exactly. Well, and I, I think that a lot of it too is, is I think a lot of the, it's just like, it's not miscommunication, but it's just the language of the contract. And I feel like 
the Ravens are very hard line in the sand type organization. And like, this is our number. This is what we're sticking to. We're not budging on it. But I think if they just rework the language of the contract, I think it's going to come off better. Like the whole injury thing is like, you know, he doesn't have an agent. Like he's not going to get one. Okay. So just that's done. He's not going to get an agent. So just it's that. That's it. Change the language up. Explain it. Like, like get the injury word out of there. Like if you want to give him the 175 guaranteed at, at the start of the t- 2024 year, just do that. Like give him the 175 I think the, he, guaranteed. He, he's robbing himself though. But he is. The- by but not building in a second layer of guarantees. If they get this Burrow deal done, and I was reading something earlier that the reason that the Bengals are kind of like in a hole right now, like they, they're in a cave, they're trying to work out this mega deal with Joe Burrow. If that deal gets done before Lamar, I mean, that could really throw a wrench into shit too. I don't if, think it will. I think it will help us. They don't have the cash. Lamar's, have the, Lamar's cash the type of guy where I think, he would, I think he would sit out. I don't See, think again, he'll sit out. Yeah, he's always I, been I about his money. I, he's always been about his money. And and he okay, even on the non-exclusive tag, the thirty-two point five or whatever the number is, uh, that amount represents. Uh, I'm pretty sure it like basically doubles what he's made in his NFL career. He's not gonna. You think he's gonna give that away? He's yeah, already if, lost again, leverage on that for the next year. Do you, do you follow him on Instagram? Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you follow him on Instagram? I mean, look at the stories the guys put up. Do you think that that's somebody who's upset? No, yeah, that's no, somebody no. who's in I mean, this deep emotional in thing. Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. shoes earlier. Yeah, like <laughs> he, he gives zero fucks right now. He knows he's about to secure generational wealth. But here's right. my and, thing too. I said it a little bit earlier. Is is me personally? I I, I hate. I've mentioned a million times. I fucking hate the franchise tag. I think tags are the dumbest fucking thing in all sports. Take it up with the NFLPA then, because they negotiated. But like, and- if you play on the tag, and let's say that theoretically, let's say he plays on the tag, he gets hurt. He gets a serious injury this time, like, you know, something major. Like so at that point, he screws himself for the next year like into Dak his Prescott. new contract. There's precedent it, here already. There's precedent for that. this. But it's, I mean. I Greg, think when it, what, it, what it boils down to is the Ravens are not going to let Lamar Jackson walk away. Like, I yeah, just. I, they can't. I do, they can't. And they're not going to. They're not that stupid. Right. The and only so, way that the only way he leaves is if the Ravens can get a lot more than just two fucking draft picks. That, that Basically, when they put that non-exclusive tag on him, it was guaranteed that he was going to be here. Whether he decides he's going to sit out or not, he's going to be here because we're not going to accept two first-round picks in exchange for, for this generational talent that we have on our team right now. Whether it means we end up with fucking Anthony Brown as our starting quarterback, whatever. That's up to Lamar if he plays on it or not, but we're not going to let him walk away. What will happen is he, he sits out and he can only sit out up to week 10. Cause if he sits out on week 10, the the tag carries over to next year. So he can only mm-hmm. sit out 10 weeks. He has to play. And then, uh, you know, next year we can tag him again, or he can, we can negotiate and he can negotiate in better faith than he has been. Because if it, again, like again, I do not fault the guy. For wanting more money, but it's not a good faith negoti- negotiation if your entire like your negotiation strategy is no, it has to be this amount or nothing. That's not a fucking negotiation. It just isn't. That's not how it side, works. Side note, not to change the subject, but Orlando Brown just signed with the Bengals. For real? Pussy. Yeah. Pussy. 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 I, Fuck that. I'm guy. fine with that. Four fucking years, sixty-four million. Thirty-one signing. So he fucked himself out of like. 
forty million dollars there. I was gonna say, wasn't it sixty or seventy mil at signing the Chiefs offered him? I want to say it was like fifty, but it was mm-hmm. also like a ninety million dollar contract. Yeah. So it was close to Ronnie's contract. I'm I'm fairly sure it was less guaranteed money than Ronnie. Good fuck that guy. I'm a left tackle. Suck my dick, fucking clown. Well, my dad wanted me to play left tackle. Yeah, go fuck yourself. You see, that's a guy who who is actually an idiot who shot himself in the foot. Hold on, are you seeing I, the numbers on this? Grant Tom. Yeah, four for sixty-four and thirty-one up front, uh, or thirty-one signing bonus. Okay. But yeah. Idiot, idiot. I cannot. I just fuck that guy. So the hold on, this guy who claims he's a left tackle just signed. Yep. He's the number one free agent on the market, allegedly. And he just signed a four-year, $64 million deal. Ronnie Stanley's guaranteed money in his deal is $64 million. This is not, not a guy. Did the right tackle that says he's a left tackle just get paid like a right tackle? He got paid, he got paid like yeah. a guard. Yes. Yeah. We yeah, just yeah, had that's a made, That's oh, a Ben Power, Scott, right? No, Didn't not Ben, ben Powers. Powers. Powers got 13 of the year. Yeah, no, somebody like else, the, the the guard for the, the Falcons just got 21. I'm pretty sure just got yeah, $21 million, million dollars a year. Yep. He was like the first person that signed this year. Yeah, that is fucking hilarious. So another uh, another thing I want to complain about, about the, the Lamar Jackson, um, cre- his tweet creating some confusion amongst idiots, is people are very confused about what guaranteed at signing means. So... Guaranteed at signing does not mean that he gets paid that money at when he signs the contract. It still is paid out over the, the life of the contract. It just means that if the contract is terminated at any point, he's owed that money. So these people who think that if he signs a fully guaranteed $200 million deal, he's going to get a check for $200 million like when he walks out of the room are stupid. They're like, oh, he wants his money now. The fuck well, does it mean he wants his money now? It's the same. Fu- well, you got to look at the breakdown. You see yearly cash. It just basically means that the cash is distributed evenly throughout the entire contract. It's these people are fucking brain dead, man. Well, these are the same people who have spent days arguing with you and I that the Ravens leaked this contract to ESPN in September. Mm-hmm. We have people like vehemently in our mentions telling us that it was Eric DaCosta who put this out there. And he broke that trust agreement that he had with Lamar and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Chris Mortensen has said on multiple occasions that he got the contract from the NFLPA. Right. So, like, you are arguing with people who are just too fucking stupid to read anything more than a tweet. Well, an EDC, and even when it says oh, it yeah. in a tweet. And, and EDC even essentially said that during mm-hmm. the uh, the end of year presser when he, he, he kind of took a shot at the NFLPA for leaking it. He said, like, we take pride in the fact that this stuff doesn't leak except for, you know, the NFLPA leaked that specific report about the same and, fucking and thing we're still really talking about point finger, if you really want to point fingers at it it'll lamar leaked that contract because lamar gave it to the nflpa and then demore smith saw his golden goose to fight for fully guaranteed contracts right and so you know again lamar put that contract in somebody outside the organization's hands and that's how it got out to the public well and, i don't fault him yeah. for doing it but no no i don't fault him either happened. and another another annoying aspect of this whole thing too is we're still arguing like we meaning the entire internet is arguing about the contract that was offered going into the season at the dead that that Lamar imposed deadline. And like, that might it, not even have been at the Lamar imposed deadline. That could have been a couple of weeks before for all whatever it was. There could have been multiple offers since yeah. yeah. Whatever it was, the numbers that were that are being like litigated right now on online and on ESPN are pertaining to that report 
from the from the eleventh that that tweet from Mortensen, and since then we know for a fact leading up to the tag getting placed on Lamar, there were other offers, and you got to assume those offers were better than that one. But that's the only one that's being talked about because that's the only one that got leaked. So the fact that we're still arguing over that. How about somebody shed some light on this and and say what the newest offer is, what the best offer is? Because they said, remember, there was that tweet that said the Ravens' best offer is out. That was like two weeks ago going into the weekend. What's that offer? I'd like to know because I bet it's better than 133 and 175. What I would would like to happen is that anybody with a single-digit IQ is not allowed to talk about contracts on the internet because then we stop getting stupid things like people quote-tweeting a contract (laughs) offer talking about Lamar doesn't want anything like ifs because injuries happen. And then right in the tweet, it says guaranteed for injury. This right. Month. Yeah. Okay. We, we allow stupid people to have a platform. We allow stupid people who think higher of themselves than they should because they're illiterate morons that shouldn't have freedom of speech. First amendment rights should not apply to everybody. <laughs> and they're allowed to spew this stupid fucking shit online. And then they get dumb people who click on their tweets and like, this guy seems trustworthy. I'm going to fucking parrot what he says. And then they go parrot it to somebody else. And then this is how dumb shit spreads on the internet. I do it all the time for fun. I say dumb shit. That's wrong. And then I watch stupid people run wild with it. Well, and people are looking at that. So that, that, um, the tweet that was being referenced and that, so the 133, then the 175 for injury. And they're saying, why is that even in there? It's in every fucking contract ever, except for, uh, the Deshaun Watson contract. Yeah. That's the only one it's not in. And the reason is it protects the fucking player. So it's above and beyond the guaranteed money at signing because the, the player is then protected for injury beyond the signing of the contract. This is not fucking rocket science. So the fact that, that people are like, he shouldn't have to, it shouldn't have to be based on injury. Motherfuckers, they're guaranteeing more money in case he gets hurt. And they're saying, they're using this too. They're saying, uh, they 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 asked him to run the ball more than any other quarterback in the history of uh of the NFL. Over, he's also better at it than any other quarterback in the history of the NFL. So these are the same people. The these are the same fucking people who, when the criticism comes in, Lamar's injury prone uh, because he runs, and the, the, then they like to point out he got hurt in the pocket both times. He's gotten hurt was in the pocket, yep. right? Okay, all three times. So why are then are you talking about? They had him run the ball more than any other quarterback. He didn't get hurt running the ball. We've all been saying this. He's he's durable. So like, and guess what? No matter what, every guy, every quarterback who is a good runner, and we always go back to Michael Vick because Michael Vick was the 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 dual threat who really relied on his legs as much as his, his arm. And Lamar Jackson is in the same boat. He's better, but he's in the same boat. Uh, I, I just don't understand. Like, you think that any team is going to say, "Hey, don't run." No. And do you think that Lamar's instincts are going to say, I'm not going to run the ball? No, he's going to fucking continue running the ball because he's really good at it. So I mean, that's a huge part of his game. Right. So the fact that that it's like, OK, when when critics come in and say Lamar, it, he, he can't sustain this. He's going to get hurt running the ball. And then they say, well, he's never gotten hurt running the ball. He's only been hurt in the pocket. And then we talk about there's an injury guarantee in there. And they're like, oh, well, they want to they want to talk about an injury guarantee, but they want to make him run the ball more. Well, which is it then? But see, these people are okay. So I before before the Lamar contract became a thing, it was the Lamar doubters when he got drafted versus the people who believed in Lamar when he got drafted. 
And the Lamar doubters will never give Lamar his credit because that means they'd have to admit that they were wrong on their take that Lamar Jackson is not going to be a good NFL quarterback. These people, for whatever reason, think that the Baltimore Ravens do not like Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson does not like the Baltimore Ravens. And so they will go to any length possible to make it seem like there is drama and discord between the two sides because they don't want Lamar here long term because they would much rather pump their chest and say, I was right in EDC Zamora. It really comes down to people don't like Eric DePasa. I don't know why. I mean, again, I've said probably more um, critical shit of that guy than most people. Yep. But I've also realized that like some of that is not really his fault, and I was putting things at his feet that weren't really on him. And I feel like it takes no intelligence at all to just look at things deeper than you know service level. Yep. And not a lot of people seem to be capable of that. Yeah, part of the part of the issue we have, and it's an NFL wide thing, and and you know it's not an issue per se until these people start getting into fucking arguments with people that have like functioning brains. The the NFL fan has evolved now, where obviously there are people like us who are fans of a team, but there are a lot of people who claim to be fans of a team who are actually fans of players, and it's like the NBA is a league that's always been this way. Even like so the bronzexuals. Well, and even so, when I was growing up. It was the Jordan era, and yeah. I mean, it was Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Carl um, Malone, the rapist, uh, Clyde Steph Drexler, Davis. Dominique Wilk. There were so many fucking superstar basketball players. So it was like I had 10 different jerseys from 10 different teams of great players, and the NBA is conducive to that. And now the NFL has kind of become that way, and part of it's fantasy football and part of it's the accessibility because when I was growing up, like my favorite team growing up, a lot of people don't know this was the Bengals. There was no Ravens when I was growing up. I liked Boomer Esiason. And then when he went to the Jets, I was a Jets fan. And then when he went to the Cardinals, I was a Cardinals fan because I just was a fan of Boomer Esiason because I didn't have a hometown team to root for. When the Ravens came, I became a Ravens fan and I've been a Raven fan ever since. But now we have people who are introduced to the NFL. They find uh, you know a passion with it because you can watch your team any any weekend you can watch that you can get Sunday ticket. You can go online and stream it illegally, whatever you want to do. When I was young, I liked Boomer Sison. I got to see him play like two times a year, maybe because like you had one game on at one o'clock and one game on at four o'clock. So, um, you know, that was dedication on my part. Nowadays, it doesn't take too much, but we have a lot of people who are supposedly Ravens fans. And these are people who aren't like 15 years old. You know, they're 31 years old. They're 25 years old. Maybe I'm, speaking specifically about some people right now, but like they seem to be a little bit more invested in Lamar Jackson than they are in the Ravens. And they want Lamar Jackson. They're like, Oh, I want to see Lamar get paid. Why the fuck? Who cares? Like what? Are, are, because is they he gonna, think they're going to get his cut. They he's think gonna, it's, yeah, it's, he's going to invite you over for a fucking barbecue or something. Like why are you so invested in, in like Lamar Jackson's bank account? I just don't get that. And then the, their, their rebuttal to that is why are you, uh, why are you so invested in, in the in the billionaire's bank account. I'm not. I don't give a fuck. If Steve Bishotti goes broke tomorrow, I don't care. I really don't. I all I want is for something to get done that makes sense. That's it. And like as far as makes sense, it's I want Lamar Jackson to see the light, find the middle ground with the Ravens, the Ravens to find the middle ground with Lamar Jackson, get it done so that we have a good player at quarterback. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah. He's a good player. He's the best quarterback that I've watched in a Ravens uniform besides Elvis Kerback. Um, you know. Michigan legend Elvis Skurbeck. Uh, and, you know, I want him here long-term. I want him here long-term on something that 
works for the team and works for him. I'm sure that that, you know, happy medium exists somewhere. I would love for them to just figure it out so I can stop seeing the stupid takes left and right. Yeah. And then we can just fucking call it a day. Right. I will laugh in the face of any team and the fans of any team that uh, sign him away from us for some astronomical number. I, I don't I think it was before we, we signed on. Right. We were talking about the Colts and, Colts and like so like if the Colts were to come in with this crazy offer that's front loaded so that like the cap hits 60 million dollars this year and we can't match it. I would laugh in their fucking face because they are carrying a $13 million dead cap hit on Matt Ryan this year. So now we're talking about $73 million. They have at least one more. They they have, uh, who's that guy that they, uh, the guy from Ellinger. Texas. Yeah. So they have, they, have him on, they have him on the roster. I'm sure his, his cap is not high, but we're, now we're talking about we're in the neighborhood of $75 million dedicated to the fucking quarterback position. If they do that, they are so stupid. I will laugh in their Again, face. You it's have gonna, a, pill addicted moron as your fucking owner and you're telling me that that guy's not going to crush up three oxys snort them fucking i'm not saying they won't underwear. yeah but not... that so that that that's that's my fear in this situation is that eric's constantly putting his balls on the table and saying hey lamar you're not going to get this contract anywhere else like just fucking take our offer you are now opening opening the door to some crazy fuck like jim mercy to come in and fuck you over i don't know if it's going to happen or not I mean, you know, Oxy High only lasts so long, so maybe you know he doesn't get the deal done before he comes back to Earth. But I just See, where I, from where I'm sitting, if that happens, it's like okay, good luck. I don't want I don't want Will Levis as my quarterback. I don't. I don't. Want e- I don't either. I don't either. But again, good luck with that. We're seeing people are like, oh, look, the Browns are so smart. They're fully guaranteed contract. They put there's like a clause in there. They can restructure it as many times as they want. Go for it, because now the fucking idiot Browns, who not only gave them that contract, but mortgaged their fucking future drafts for like three three straight years. Now, for the next three years after this year, they now they got his cap hit down to sixty four. No, they but they got his cap hit this year down to like twenty something, right? Twenty two, yeah, twenty one, sixty four yeah. million dollars a year for the next three years, and then, and then, then what? Nine million dollar void year at the end, and a nine million dollar void year. So, but then they, they come to next year, right? And they're going to say, fuck, we don't have any cap space. What are we going to do? Oh, I guess we'll restructure Deshaun again. So then we're going to have two years where he's going to be at $80 million a year. And then what? They're going to do it again, and he's going to have a $100 million cap it? That's what's going to happen to to any team that goes down this road. It's fucking – it's it's suicide. So unless you do it and you immediately win a Super Bowl, you have fucked your franchise. So from a Browns point of view – I, I I don't know if respect the aggression is the right word. They identified the guy they wanted to be their franchise quarterback. They identified that they needed to get a new franchise quarterback, and they pulled out all the plugs to go get him. I think that they were stupid with how they structured that contract because you could have paid him more last year, you know, eaten the, uh, eaten the cap while he was suspended, yep. called it a day, and move forward with it, and you're in a better better shape for the next four years. Like you acquired him knowing that last year was kind of a shot year. And so rather than stocking up on talent and front loading their contracts and making it so that you can have Deshaun on a $54 million cap at this year and still have a good team around him, like they, they botched that whole aspect of it. And Big so time. that's that's where the Browns are stupid, where the Browns were smart and where I'll agree with anybody who says that they were smart is that they realized a the quarterback wins games in the NFL and they went out and got a quarterback that they thought would win them games. Sure. That, that's But that's so yeah. like – that's like – 
boiling it down to like the most simplified version. Fine. But that's that's the that's the problem is that you're having arguments with people who are not capable of anything more than a surface level boiled down argument. Yeah. And so when somebody and, tells and, you the Browns yeah. are smart, that's all they're capable of thinking of is that Browns got a good quarterback. They're smart. Fine. You're like, nobody yeah. disagrees you're, with that. You're totally right on that because if they were smart, they would have had like an $80 million cap hit last year, knowing that he yeah. was going to be out for maybe the full year. And it turned out to be 12 games or whatever it was. And you know, you're not winning shit. So what the fuck do you care about a small, a low cap hit? Just like, yeah. just, or if you're using a low cap hit, you're, you're using that to go get a shit ton of talent last year that, you know, maybe holds you over at a 500 record. Deshaun comes back the last couple games of the year, maybe push you in the playoffs. That's fine. But regardless, like, there was a way to manage that money in terms of you either stocked up on talent last year while he had a low cap hit or you punted last year and then you stocked up on, you know, people this year because you had a low right. cap hit for Deshaun this year. Well, and then what they did not see coming is that he was fucking terrible. Yeah, well, he hadn't played football in 18 months at that point. Well, who's to say he's going to be any better this year? So, like, no, that's, I mean, that's where the, yeah, that's... The, the true, like, okay, let's see how this actually went. We start to see that this year. If he comes out and he's playing like he was last year, then – they are fucking they're number one. They already to in my mind they are fucked. But they're, they're the extra fucked and they are extra stupid. If he comes back and he's the same player we saw last year and he's getting paid what he's getting paid, and they have to carry these fucking sixty four million dollar cap hits for three more years, and they have that void year on the end. Now nine million bucks four years from now is probably not gonna mean a whole lot, but nine million bucks is we just saw it. We needed to come up with eleven million bucks and we had to, to cut a guy that we didn't necessarily want to cut. We had to do these restructures and everything else. So, like, you know, it. I, I just when people defend it, especially when they're using it as like, here's evidence as to why we should do this with Lamar. Well, you got to be fucking out of your mind. Talking about the fucking the the Jets. The the Ravens should be more yeah. like the Jets. Today I had I, like two my different jaw people. Hit the fucking floor. Yeah. I was that, like, was that guy. Yeah, it was that guy who said we should be more like the Jets, who have not. I don't think they've even been in the Super Bowl since 1969. Um, huh. Correct. And, and the Browns, who have never been in the Super Bowl and never won one. So, like, those are the two teams you're telling us that we should emulate? Get the fuck out of here. Right. Like, But, again, this is this is the problem with surface-level, boiled-down, simplified takes. And that's all people are capable of. And you argue with people who are only capable of that and expect, like, intelligent, nuanced arguments. It doesn't happen. This is why Grant gets killed on this podcast is because – these people with these stupid boiled down arguments have a lot of similar agreements with Grant. The problem is that Grant can go second, third, fourth level into it and actually make a coherent point. I don't agree with him. I think he's, you know, wrong 90% of the time, but at least he's well-spoken and has like logic to back up with what he wants. Whereas you get these fucking words. Again, that kid got upset that you muted him because he tweeted you the jets. We should be more like the jets. That oh, is man. just if, 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 that is just if, if I did that to, if I did that to everybody if I did that if I did that to every person I mute holy shit man the past couple of days I think I've muted a hundred people so, so I, I might start I tweeted, doing that I tweeted this morning I tweeted the wish list for today which again I, I do a lot it's it's half a joke like it's it's you know reaches like I didn't think we were going to extend Lamar sign Odell and trade for DeAndre Hopkins today that's not a realistic ask I would love for that to happen it's not going to happen. And I had fucking hundreds of people tweet me like, you're an idiot. Like, let's be real today. I got added to this group chat of these fucking 75, like, pissed off 12-year-olds of like, you're a fucking moron. What did you say? I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? They're like, like, you don't know shit. I was like, 
I just said I wanted this to happen. Like, well, I like how you, you, you use a voice of like a, like a yeah. toddler. That's, that's, that's how I read their messages to me. I was just like, I said some off-color shit about one of them, and I got well, kicked out of the group chat. But, the, uh, yeah, the funny thing is about that, you know that they were like, they're in their little army, and they were like, let's let's add him in here, and we'll, we'll all say mean things to him. Let's do it. And then I made one of them made fun of one of them for having a you know family member deceased in their bio, and that was it was game over for them. <laughs> I said he'd be disappointed in you, and then I didn't hear another word from those kids for the rest of the day. It was just I, I, like, but that's that's that that's the other problem is that you we are arguing with you know children at, at some level, whether they are actually physically twelve years old or they're mentally twelve years old. Like that's that's who we're dealing with. All right, hold on. Breaking news: Adam Schefter. Eagles never officially released Darius Slay today, and now one source says that the Pro Bowl cornerback is expected to stay with the Eagles. It's not final, but that's the way it's looking right now. A new deal could be in the works. Eat my dick, Kendall Beck. Kendall Beck, you fucking loser. So the fire. So actually, (laughs) I I found that tweet randomly, um, and like responded to it as a joke of like this guy seems like a trustworthy source. I actually know who that is. Um, He's a friend of a Ravens fan that I'm in a group chat with. And I put two and two together after because his old dad used to be like uh, Keck or something like that. And I was like, wait a minute. And then I saw he followed this kid. I was like, wait a minute, that's your pal. He's like, yeah. I was like, this guy's fucking full of shit. So Darius Slay's wife also liking tweets saying that he's a fucking liar. Probably was a dead giveaway, but yeah. yeah. Had to keep the dream alive. This is not football related, but um, did you see the the uh, Puerto Rico Dominican Republic WBC my game. buddy, my buddy has blown up my phone. Something about Edwin Diaz is out for the year. So. Edwin Diaz looks like he blew out his knee celebrating the walk-off victory. Good, so I don't have to see that fucking cringy trumpet entry anymore. Was it Justin Houston who blew out his knee celebrating a sack? Um, yes, yeah. Well, when, when he, he was, was on with, the Lions, uh, there's those Kansas City. No? I think he was on the Lions when when that happened. I thought it was Justin Houston though. Yeah, Martin Gramatica blowing on his foot, you know, jumping for something, yeah. making a kick. Yeah, that yeah. is all. That is always. Uh, I mean, I feel bad for the guy, but it's fucking funny when they're they celebrate so hard that they just like. In college, we clinched on um, career. We my my freshman year, we went like two and twenty six. We were like the worst team in our conference, and then my junior year, we clinched a trip to our like uh, conference tournament and got like a one seed. And our star shortstop had to get stitches afterwards because somebody dove into a pig pile and fucking sliced them right up the thigh with their cleat. I've always wondered, like, I would be nervous if I was a baseball player to jump in one of those piles because you're wearing fucking knives on your feet, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You never really think about that until you get sliced up and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'd be, I'd just be like, pretend I was going to jump in and just sort of like stand on the outside, like, yeah. All right, guys. I'm not like jumping I've in that nicked, shit. I've been I've been nicked up a couple times with cleats, like it's whatever, like it's small cuts, but like that that kid got like you know like an eight inch laceration down his thigh. Had to get like fourteen stitches a day before the tournament. Those fucking metal spikes yeah. are no joke. No, I've used them as a weapon a couple times, so I trust me. I know. Pussification of baseball. Are there any any game. subjects that we have not covered? Grant, I feel like you have some stupid <clears throat> things to add. You were getting bullied online, and I had to step in and defend you. I didn't really read the exchange that led to that. What? Oh, earlier. Yeah, I don't know what you were arguing was, about, but I had to step in and save you. I had to. Oh, I had that to was be... that was just somebody not understanding what I was talking about. It was the whole Darren Waller thing, and I was talking about how our front office and coaching staff can't evaluate or develop pass catchers. And yeah, because he got into can. this whole thing about how Darren Waller was a bad example, and I'm like, he was a horrendous example. Exactly, but the whole point of the thing was is that 
you have players that are openly saying, man, remember when this guy was torching us and coach didn't believe us? Like, Oh like, man, remember when this guy was in like, a mall parking lot? Yeah, maybe that's not the guy we should be fucking relying yeah, on to be wide receiver but, one. Exactly. But like my point is is they they had to like the players had to like basically tell the coaches, hey man, this guy's really good. And that was the joke on it. The whole joke of the thing was is that our front office can't evaluate wide receivers, and that's why they need to hire me. But they I mean, the whole thing was it was it came into like me saying that. Darren Waller, like we should never let him go, and it was a bad example because he was a drug addict and this and that. And I'm like, God damn, that wasn't even the fucking whole point of what I was trying to say. Well, I mean, to be fair, like he is a horrible example, so that is a correct correct statement. So I feel like um, I stopped you from being cyberbullied, and and I should have let that kid go for a couple more tweets just to get his point home. And all I, right, and I feel cyberbullied like by somebody without a profile. I just it's just not. There's a side by side breakdown of the contract that calls me rare pork chop. <laughs> that was funny. That's that was actually that was funny. such a bad. I thought it was, it was funny. Funny, fucking funny. But that's shit. the thing is that so like uh, Yuri got into an argument with somebody today, and the kid quotes him and he's like, "I'm not sure if you're aware, pal, but there's this thing called the NFL draft on April 27th. You should look it up." And like dumbest comeback in the world, but it was just the way that he phrased it. Just had me yeah. fucking dying reading the tweet. Well, so sometimes Twitter, then, you know, you well, can have then, a dumb, dumb yeah, insult. And, and Yuri's comeback it. was like, come on, Yuri. This he he got you here. He got you pretty yeah. good. I, I tagged Yuri. I was like, I was like, you just have to accept your loss. Like this yeah. this just dumbass statement just fucking All right. buried you. Listen to this breakdown. So Orlando Brown was reportedly offered in July of 2022, six years, 139 million, 31 million dollar <laughs> signing bonus, which is the exact same am- amount on the signing bonus he just got from the Bengals. 38 million fully guaranteed. Um, I think the 31 million is the fully guaranteed part though of the of the new deal. Okay. So more money guaranteed in 2022. 52.25 million in injury guarantees. That's very important, as we've pointed out. 95 million dollars over the first five years of the deal. 44 million in year six. And our our friend uh Osei, he 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 rightfully did point out that there's very little chance that that 44 million in year six because it's not guaranteed is ever going to he's ever going to see it but we're already we're talking about 95 million dollars over five years he probably would have seen all 95 million dollars of that and so the the uh the annual money in the first five years is 18.2 million and if you factor in the 44 million you're talking about 23.16 million overall so it would have been the biggest uh left tackle contract yeah, the biggest tackle contract ever in terms of uh, annual, annual dollars. Now, what he just signed, much more simple, but much lower. Four years, $64.092 million, $31 million signing bonus, $16 million per year. What a fucking idiot. That's not even top of the market right tackle money, because I think Lane Johnson's making $18 million a year. Right. So he's a, he's a left tackle being paid like a mid-tier right tackle. Or a, a just outside of the top tier. So, like, I mean, he probably would have made more money if he would have just stuck with right tackle. We Like, I don't know if we would have gotten it from us, but he probably would have gotten a right tackle contract in line with the top right tackle contract. Even if he, he got was arguably the best, He was arguably the best right tackle in football, and he proved that in a pinch he could play left tackle right. for a short amount of time. And so he threw that away because he said that the ghost of his father told him to be a left tackle. Moron. It's true. Fucking, yeah. fucking. Yeah, that's what he said. I'm no, not. I'm not making okay. fun of him. That's so, what happened. Right. So 
this is not dissimilar from what's happening with Lamar, where Lamar has this idea in his head of what he should be getting, even though it's unprecedented. So he's like insisting that this is what I'm supposed to get. Well, buddy, your your friend just went that route and it didn't work out well. I mean, it worked so out fine. He's he, this, this, he's a very rich man. So let's I'm not pretending like, you know, he's he's not getting what he's deserved. So, you know, Zeus earned his money. He, he, he you know, he's been in the league five years now. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he was going to get paid one way or the other, but he thought he was going to get top of the market left tackle money. He thought he was going to be the highest paid left tackle. Like when you're the next guy up, you set the market. He's nowhere close. Not in, even in the fucking in Lamar, same in, galaxy of it. In Lamar's defense, he will get a lot of money. It may not be exactly what he wanted, right? But he will get two hundred fifty million dollars, and he'll see all two hundred fifty million dollars. Of back. course, of course. That's why, to me, it's so silly to be hung up on the guaranteed it sign. It's just like, dude, I, I do get it because it's to him. It's a and again, I'm like speaking on his behalf, and I'm not. I don't know him. I'm not going to get a cent out of his contract, but like. There is some badge of honor to that for him. Uh, the badge of honor to me, w- the badge of honor to me would be okay if you have the second most money guaranteed at, co- at signing. He, I think, then can like flip it and be like, "Well, Deshaun Watson's contract is stupid. I would never fucking do that because I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, stick it to the team that that drafted me when nobody else believed in me. I'm not gonna stick it to the team that that gave me the opportunity and put me in a position to win the MVP and to earn all this money. I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna hold them over a barrel. They're offering me the second most fully guaranteed money. If if the idiot Browns hadn't done what they did, he would be the the first. He'd be number one on the list. So. I don't know. It's just like I, I think this is a cautionary tale. What happened with Orlando Brown should be a cautionary tale for a lot of players. That I also think Lamar. You should listen. Weird... You you should make sure the people who are advising you are advising you properly because Lamar Jackson has been led astray by the wrong people. Lamar Jackson has been led astray, but we also the Ravens put him in that situation to be led astray because I feel like if you gave him. You know, uh, Devontae Adams, a top five caliber wide receiver to ask him to take a, you know, a friendly structure for like if there were pieces there that you could point out to him and say, hey, Lamar, if we gave you this money exactly how you wanted it, you couldn't keep X, Y and Z. Like it's a lot easier to make to explain that to him. Those guys aren't on the roster right now. And so you've kind of handcuffed yourself as a general manager. If you really don't have the ability to say. You know, Lamar, if we give you this $175 million guaranteed at signing, you can't have your wide receiver one when he doesn't have a wide receiver one. Yeah, well, I think that the the bigger, the more obvious transgression then isn't that they didn't get him a wide receiver one. It's that they kept Greg Roman too long because a wide receiver yeah. one, it, you don't pay a wide receiver one in a Greg Roman offense. It makes no sense. Oh, that's, it, again, people love to argue about Ravens did this wrong, roster building, blah, blah. The biggest mistake Eric DeCosta has made has been not stepping in and firing Greg Roman. Yeah. That, that is, that is, that is it. That, that's the root of all of our issues. Yeah. If not and after 2020, gone. then definitely going into this year, going into Lamar's fifth year option, it yeah. should have been, yeah, it had to be done, had to, had to be done. And, and, you know, and the flexibility was there to get, you know, a top tier receiver or at least an upgrade. Yeah. And then, and, and then, you know, uh, build on that this mediocre. year. What's that? What was that? EDC's mediocre. <laughs> what yeah, the yeah. fuck? Grant, <laughs> I, mean, Grant, Grant, I don't think Grant was even listening the whole time. He just like was waiting to say that at any point in the whole, like, he's just like, 
for an hour and a half. We're live on a podcast, so we're we're gonna do this exercise. Name me all the general managers you'd rather have than Eric Cusser. I mean, I sent them to you the other day. No, say them off yeah, the top so, of your head. Say, say them off the top of your head. Say them out loud. You can Google. I don't care. No, I gotta because I because I because the problem is I promise you when you get to I don't about know six all thirty two GMs. So okay, like, well, my thing is, is that when you get and I look through it, like I'm like yeah, people I'm, have been yeah, this is this is the Ryan job Poles. where he's at. Like I look yeah, this at is the, but this is the Ryan Poles and Howie Howie Roseman fuckery all over again. Is that when you get to number six or seven on that list? I could point out the same flaws and the same stupid shit that all those people have done in the last four years. But they're and they're like close, and they're not afraid to make. What is Ryan Poles close? He's he, he, they're three and fourteen last year. He had the first overall pick. Congratulations, you were able to trade the first overall. That pick wasn't for due to him. For a good return. He was in the seat for a year. Congratulations, Howie Roseman. You were able to flip Carson Wentz to a pill-headed retard as an owner. Again, there's there's our favorite word again. But, like, you were able to fucking trick that guy into giving you a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. And then you were able to parlay that first-round pick into A.J. Well, Brown. Congratulations. But you're, you're forgetting the most important part, that uh, Howie Roseman gave Carson Wentz a preposterous contract after he got hurt and di- didn't even win the Super Bowl for them. He was just standing on the sideline. Howie he- Roseman drafted Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. And this is the guy that we're hyping up as some fucking wonder kid and, GM. Right. And the only reason that they were in the Super Bowl last year is because Jalen Hurts, who they never expected to be their starting quarterback. They wanted Gardner Minshew to be their starting quarterback right, the year before. Who they, they tried to replace several times. He yeah. he had a chip on his shoulder and he took it upon himself to to grab hold of his opportunity, develop, get better, and I've admitted this many times. I never thought Jalen Hurts would be a good NFL quarterback, and he's proven me wrong. I'm happy to admit that. But uh, the, so you ready the, for my list? The Eagles. Yeah, I'm ready for your list. The Eagles. The Eagles are just. They are very fortunate that the mistakes they made with the quarterback position specifically of giving Carson Wentz a dumb contract that they were somehow able to fucking offload to someone else. And then that Jalen hurts who they drafted with no expectation. He would ever be their starting quarterback. And then Dolphins are good right now because the Texans gave them two first round picks for Laramie Tunsil. That's why they are where they are right right now. Oh, so it's a lot of of about the Eagles and Howie Roseman, but he built a super bowl roster. And then like, he built a loser roster for four and years. What was, and then he lost and what was the dynamic that took them over the top? And it was getting rid of a first round pick to get a star wide receiver that changes the game. Yeah, they had they had D Smith, but he wasn't going <laughs> to. I mean, he wasn't going to be the man. He's not a one strong. He's uh, he's who he <laughs> was used, last year as a compliment did, to AJ. Didn't Brown. they draft him like sixth overall? I mean, he, no, he not was, a number one receiver. Well. It they was didn't like take tenth him. overall. Oh, because they yeah, traded back. Right. They traded down. Yeah, twelfth, I think. But yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, okay. Well, Hollywood Brown is he a number one receiver? No, but Hollywood Brown wasn't a top no. ten pick. He's a first rounder. You draft a first rounder. Yeah, he's a late first rounder. You want them to be a one to a one B. You listen to your twenty two year old quarterback and took his buddy from Florida who was five foot three and built like a fucking toddler. It was a mistake. I agree with that. Yeah, I would take Brandon Bean over him. I would take Ryan Poles over him. I would take. But why? Oh, I would stop. Stop. Ryan Poles. Why? What he's done in a year, like, and even Brent, you gave him a, part, a roster. Hold on. Look what has he done? Too. If you're gonna ask me a question, you gotta let me finish. But what has he done? So, that's the question. You, he's been there for a year. What he has he done flipped, besides he flipped he, Roquan he... for a second round pick, which 
And then he like went and got, got Chase Rogue Claypool. One, he traded the thirty third pick for Chase Claypool. Okay, we do we know that's going to not work out or not yet? Yes, yes, he had one hundred and forty yards in seven games. It's not going to work. He sucks. It's anyways. not. It's not worth the thirty third overall anyways, pick. Anyway, so he's been there yes. for a year. Okay, he flipped Roquan for a second, which Roquan wasn't going back to them. He flipped him for a second. He took that second. Now he's packaged and he and he had a first overall pick. He's got a quarterback. Doesn't need another one. He ended up flipping it for a number one receiver to mm-hmm. team up with Claypool and Mooney. He's got a tight end and commit. He's got. He got rid of. He doesn't have Montgomery. He didn't draft Komet. So is a spot to go now. He's rebuilt the defense. He's made the. Hold defense. up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold oh, up! Hold oh, up! Hold up! Oh, where? You penalize where? EDC because he didn't draft Lamar. He didn't draft Mark Andrews, and you're going to give Ryan Poles credit for guys he didn't draft. No, I'm telling Cole you, the team Darnell, building Woody. together. The team you're he's you're giving him credit for players he inherited. Players. But see, so this is Ryan Poles is the perfect example of what I'm talking about here of Grant will name six or seven guys that I will say, okay, yeah, I'm not going to argue, you know, Brett Veach, Bean, any of those guys, like, fine, I'm not going to argue with you on those because they have had a better track record over four years than EDC. But then when you get to the Ryan Poles of the world, you're holding EDC accountable for things and letting Ryan Poles slide on the EDC same EDC has been a he, – he's not done anything. Neither he's, has he's, Ryan Poles. He's, he's, hold on, hold on. His entire hold 2019 on. draft is gone except for Justice Hill. And if he trades Patrick Queen, his number one pick of the next year is gone. He so, has he has acquired he has acquired Marcus Peters, Calais Campbell, and uh Roquan Smith in consecutive Marcus years. Williams. And Marcus Williams. So you're you're not Marcus gonna Williams you're like, oh that none of that that doesn't matter. But but Ryan Poles is getting credit for Darnell Moody and Cole Komet, who he did not fucking draft. I didn't give I'm I'm talking about the you named that him. is there right but I'm not I didn't did I say he drafted him though? But you're like he's, words oh, he's got players. I named he's got players. Him because I named the entire offense. But what I'm saying is is he's done all that. He put DJ Moore into that offense and he's got he didn't the put him into the offense. Now. He hasn't played got the pick. He's got the opportunities. He's building the team right. Okay, Free so agency on. this year. He's already rebuilt the defensive line. He's building the offensive line. He's doing what needs to be done for them to be competitive in their division. Our fucking GM sitting on his hands baking cookies with the neighbor. Like Grant, that, they went three and four. They went three and fourteen last year. He traded anything of value for picks. First, and he, that wasn't and, his. But, I, but am, I, point, am I hallucinating? You are being you're being simple to be simple is what you're doing. No, the Ravens, I'm, I'm doing, the Ravens have made I'm, the fucking playoffs every year except for last year. The Ravens year are good, and the, the Bears are not. Like this is just this is what it is. <laughs> so, but if you're okay, and if you're looking at it that way, Ozzie Newsom drafted Lamar Jackson. What's Eric DeCosta's team record without Lamar Jackson? Okay, bottom five. <laughs> So he's not building it, putting a team together because he okay. doesn't have a second all pro quarterback because he doesn't have the team around. Okay. In that aspect, who's the backups who comes in to fill in the other teams come in. Look, I mean, you all make fun of Shanahan and shit all the time. Shanahan could throw you at quarterback and he's going to win eight games. That's what John Lynch building. A roster. That, that was proven wrong in 2018 after Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. did the stupid thing and got his knee tore up by that fucking defender from the Chiefs. So you had but to go five years bounce, back. And you, so you had to go five yeah. years back to find something. That's what I'm saying. Year. Is like we're talking about relevance. Listen, and you asked listen. me a question. Okay, you but said, I, I, I did. No, no, no. Let him, let him over. 
You're Well, we we I need to well, but I need to, need to talk about one, you said he added DJ Moore to that offense. Number 1, he has traded for DJ Moore. He's not added him to the offense because he hasn't played yet. If DJ Moore gets a sports hernia or a fucking Liz Fr
I would take no. Jerry Jones over him because he'll make moves. What? What? He'll close oh. deals. What? He'll close deals. He'll make moves. And Jerry oh, has had great drafts recently. What? He's what? had a great draft recently. And what are they um, amounted to? All right, Jake, end the oh, end the podcast right there. Yeah, I, th- I think it's our point. Time. Our point has right, been y'all. made. Our point uh, has uh, been yeah. made. Hold on, you uh, at, hold up, Brad Holmes. Let him keep up. Let him keep up. Brent Jerry Jones. Brett V. Trip Falky. Right. What? what are we doing? To, Less hey, to be to be fair, Chris Greer. As far as Bill goes. Chris Greer. Chris Greer. He has a lot of GM. Joe Douglas. Howie. John Lynch. Joe Douglas. Here we go. Hey, let's be the Jets. I'm Let's taking. Hey, I'm telling you. I'm. I'm. I'm taking all of them over EDC. Okay, but the, so hold on. To, to wrap this up in a nice bow here, you did exactly what I said you would do. Of there are a handful of guys you named that I'm not going to argue with you because I think they are better than EDC. But when you got past six or seven of them, you're getting to this point of personal okay, preference. Jerry. You're talking about. You're talking about guys who. Jerry Jones will make the move, so that's why you want him. Okay. Might as well just throw a fucking Dan Snyder in there too. <laughs> he's like, Jerry Jones saying. has had great drafts recently, and he's not afraid to pull the trigger on trades. <laughs> oh shit! All right, All right. You, hold up, hold up. You think before we go? You think that the Ravens roster right now is built better than the Cowboys roster? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yes, I I one hundred percent think so. Before I think that go. the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys have decent talent, but I also think that the Cowboys have inconsistent performers at a lot of positions, and I think that it's cost them in big games. The issue so, with the Ravens is we can't get, keep everybody on the field together. We got rid of the terrorist Steve Saunders; he's gone. Yes, and the terrorist he, Greg he, Roman. But no, I agree. I think the Ravens do have a better roster. But I'm saying, <laughs> the fuck, the Cowboys, why'd you ask that? <laughs> huh? Why'd you ask that? Grant, I just Grant, wanted before to we go, I just, just want to see Grant, 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 I just want one thing for you before we go. I just want one thing. Can you Lamar please apologize for Jerry Jones? Can you um, please apologize for putting Jerry Jones on the list? That was no. so just say you're sorry. That was insane. No, don't apologize. Stand by it. Stand by it. Just say you were sorry. Say you were sorry and go for the reaction. Please. Please. No, I'm, no, absolutely not. Jerry, I would take Jerry Jones over Edie. That is worse than my Sauce Gardner take. That is worse than my Sauce Gardner take. That is that oh is that is a Sauce, right. is a sauce right. level take right there. <laughs> Holy shit! Before we go, before we go, I, I will say this specifically for Grant with Trent Balfour. <laughs> to be fair, he was the one that drafted Eric Armstead and DeForest Buck. He also hired Greg Roman. Niners defense. Yes, he, he did. He, he hired Jim Harbaugh and hired Greg Roman. Then he hired the fucking that. That fucking that Italian dude, Jim Tomsula, because he wanted to stroke his dick around. Hired Urban Meyer. Yes. Hired Urban Meyer. Drafted Jimmy Ward. It was all right for the Niners, but he, <clears throat> either way, regard, regardless, there's that. He he helped, he did help to develop that defensive line that they currently have because of that. But anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. <laughs> this went on longer than I thought. But you know what? Shit went off the way. I can't believe Grant said Jerry <laughs> We will be back next week. Or to be with a Lamar update, hopefully. Um, don't listen to Future. Listen to the Living Legends. And it's time for me to die. Listen to Run the Jones. <laughs> Cherry fucking Jones, man. Hey, just because, I mean, you can laugh all you want, but he's a thousand percent better GM than EDC. Oh, my God. Yeah, what? Drafting, signing, trading. I told you that. Oh, my God. Raping chicks on yachts. You recall that he wanted to draft Johnny Manziel over Zach Martin, right? But did he? Homeless guy told him to.
That's because his son held him back. But but no, I asked the question question about the Ravens and Cowboys rosters because they aren't far off from each other. And Lamar is what the difference maker is between the two rosters. Cowboys have a better front seven than we have. I mean, the Roquan addition is that might tip us, but they have a better they have a better front seven. They Michael Parsons is line. They have a better running or running back because theirs actually gets on the field, and they have a better receiving core. Michael Parsons is better on the field, not so good in the locker room. Um, yeah. Correct. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want him to be my teammate. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 interesting. That one caught me off guard. I'm not going to lie. I did not expect <laughs> you to say Jerry Jones is a better GM. So um, that that went so what, well for us. Drew. That's that's what took us off the rails here. I did not, <laughs> I did not agree. <laughs> this is at least you had to have said that. Be- you had to have said that to get a reaction. Right, I did. Like that had to be the that, that had to be the one you threw. My in favorite part like, was he goes, "Do you think that the Ravens are have a better roster than the Cowboys?" <laughs> and we're like, "No." And he's like, "Well, I think that the Ravens have a better roster too." I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fucking trickery is this? We got fucking punked. No, fucking I mean, punked. I just told you that basically it, their their rosters aren't far off from each other. I was just trying to be freaking stupid. Yes, I do. Yes, if we thought that the Ravens had a better roster, we said Jerry, yes. He but goes, Jerry Me Jones too, but Jerry is, Jones is better than EDC. But Jerry Jones is like, I he is a better GM. No, he's not. I, yes, he's he, not. Eric DeCosta just, is not good. I don't know why you all think he's a good GM. He you can't. said Jerry Jones is better than him, Grant. I can't. It is. This, this happened. Those are words that came out of your mouth. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> crying. Who's drafted yeah. better the past four years? What? Well, I mean, Since Jerry Jones 2018, who's drafted better? Jerry Jones has. Who's had better acquisitions? Jerry Jones has. Who's not afraid to make a big splash trade? Jerry Jones isn't. Like, to me, who's, those uh, are who's Jerry DeCosta doesn't him? have balls. And I don't like him because he doesn't have balls. Why have we been okay, to the playoffs more? Yeah, that's like the the right. fine. So they've Lamar drafted Jackson. better than. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so, it's not the, it's not the coaching. Absolutely not. John Harbaugh fucking sucks. Oh, Mike McCarthy's a better coach good. than fucking John Harbaugh. Oh my god, or Jason Garrett. I mean, he might be. John Harbaugh fucking sucks. At least Mike McCarthy can contribute Mr. to the side of the Mr. ball. I have balls. Kept Jason Garrett around. He paid Tony Romo. Tony <sighs> Romo was a good quarterback though. I didn't stop recording, by the way. This is, we're still going. Yeah, we're still going. Yeah, this has to be going. I can't. This, this. I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Hey, I'm going to fucking at least. My oh, oh, my God. How dare I have a different opinion? <laughs> Holy shit. No, it's oh, not it's, that you have a different, have a different opinion. You have a very bad one. That's all. <laughs> it's bad to you. <laughs> it's bad to everyone here. <laughs> because you all suck off EDC. I don't. It was, ba- it was even bad to I you. You, even, like, you ended up arguing with not yourself. Not even a little bit. I said he's like top ten, and you're like, okay, no, Jerry Jones. I can't. Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy. What are we doing? <laughs> Jerry Jones is better than EDC, and I'll die on that hill. Jerry right. Jones even went we've back. Been to going like, for, you know, we've been going for almost two hours. We got to fucking wrap this up. Yeah, we do. Need Max to is gonna up. kill us. Yeah, he'll, this this needs to. Be it, it, it was people, gonna be fine, and then. <laughs> He's gonna be fine, and then at the very end, it's what fucking spurred us off. All right, Jake, point. Jake, it's, die again yeah. so we can actually wrap this up. Oh! Jerry Jones. <laughs> he just signed Jerry. out. <laughs> oh, God. Zone, zone 32. 32.